0: There's so many plant medicines on this planet and many of them we have not yet learned about. To discover them, we'd have to spend a ton of money, travel the globe and research. Most of the time this is done by pharmaceutical companies with the profit motive behind it. In this awesome episode with Michael Thornhill who runs a ayahuasca retreat in Peru. It's called Casa Galactica and I have had him on before. He uh, and I will spend a hour or so talking about the things that he works with, the different plants that he works with, um, and some of the things that are available to us right here in the States. My name is Mike. Every week I talk about things that I care about. Hopefully you find them of value as well. And today's Daily Dose is partly brought to you by grassstore.com. Cannabis delivery made simple. Save 40% now. Just use the code daily at checkout and it would help the channel a great deal if you did. How are things on your end, man?
1: Doing well, doing well, doing very good, very good. Thank you. Yeah, we just had our just had our first retreat in the new center. So yeah, it went really well. We got some great video testimonials, which I'll be editing later today. And yeah, just in the groove, ready to that's, go. Ready for the next one in a few weeks. It's going great. That,
0: that's really awesome. Um, I didn't know you were, uh, or I just don't remember if we had talked about uh, you building. A new center, or I guess a facility, just a a new location. Maybe we did go over that. Is this place bigger, smaller?
1: Uh, This is actually more intimate. So we're doing, because we're doing four person retreats. So we moved, we moved back here to the, to the valley, uh, to the sacred valley, which I'll give you another look. I know you saw it last time.
0: (laughs) It's, uh, I think it's,
1: is it overexposed? It's not coming through for some reason.
0: Yeah, uh, it's all right. I remember it. It's yeah. it's in here. I remember it.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we're we're um we now got our our centre here that we've renovated, um got some new buildings to renovate, and we did that, and now we're set up. We got we got our facility here, a lovely little ceremony space, uh, great chef, amazing team of of the cleaner and the chef, and then Jamie and I running the retreats. We've got our vapor bath uh, hut as well, which is like up on the a little bit further up. And yeah, you have those pots of plants uh, with eucalyptus and munya and potentially some other plants further down the line. But you go in and have a, a sheet over the top of you and you have a personalized sauna that just has all the power of these plants it just goes through your mind, body, spirit and completely cleanses you. And then you come out and you're just looking at the sun going down over the mountains. It's pretty, pretty special. Yeah. Is this
0: be is this before or after the, uh, the brew? Uh,
1: so yeah. So, uh, what after the, the ayahuasca are you talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is just like a, a separate, uh, I mean, this is all inclusive stuff that happens mm-hmm. when you come to your retreat. Yes. So, at what point is this sauna happening? Sounds lovely.
1: Yeah, we have we have on our 10-day Ayahuasca Healing Evolution retreats, we have 10, uh, 10 days and four of those days we do these saunas. So we have a full plethora of different plant medicines, herbal remedies, and tonics uh, to help people with uh, mind, body, spirit, um, illnesses, conditions, traumas, these types of things. So we just had a person on our retreat who was – uh diagnosed with Lyme disease uh quite a few years ago and had not been on medications had not not been on medications since since 2013 it's about on about 15 medications before the, she, uh, she came to us and was having these to manage the symptoms of Lyme and she was able to come off the medications and had a lot of flare-ups as she was coming off the medications and she came with us and she now has no symptoms currently, currently has no symptoms as uh, the first time since 2013 that she's not had pain in her body since, wow. uh, without any medications, not taking any medications, currently not gone back on any medications currently has no symptoms.
0: And so, how much time has elapsed since she finished the, um, the, uh, the 10 day retreat?
1: Uh, that is about six days.
0: That's, yeah. that's pretty great. I mean, uh, immediate, almost immediate results. Um, right. And the that's, um,
1: that's, that's working with all the different plant medicines that we have. So we, we, we have a, for everyone who comes on the retreat, we have a whole, um, what we would call a personalized treatment plan, which has general treatments, which is available for everyone. And not everyone takes every general treatment because everything's optional and that's part of the trauma-informed care. But then we added in some different tonics, um, some different purgatives specifically to 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 help uh, alleviate the conditions at the root cause of the Lyme disease. And she went through this program and was just like, yes, I want to participate. I want to participate. I want to participate then alongside the ayahuasca ceremonies, and then alongside our integration programs, our one-on-one sessions, and all these other things to try and understand what is at the root cause of why this physical condition is manifesting. And she had an amazing transformation. And I'll, I'll send you the video testimonial when when I've edited it later on. But it's that would be great, an, man. Yeah, really great transformation. So that's just that's just kind of one of the examples of things that work alongside and why. We have all these different other plant treatments alongside the ayahuasca ceremonies. It's not just an ayahuasca retreat. It's it's a, a personalized treatment program to to heal and alleviate conditions at the root cause.
0: Yeah. It's um it's the first time I'm hearing about it. I, I don't think uh we had the opportunity to talk about anything like this uh the last time, but Lyme disease is pretty serious, man. Um I've had a few clients that uh that have it and it's quite painful. It's uh, the quality of life is not great. Um, And uh, from what I understand, I mean, Lyme disease is pretty much uncurable. Is that, am I correct about that? I mean, from, from a Western medicine perspective, like that you you take the medications you're given, but there's no actual cure.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, you know, um, with this particular client, um, that we've worked with, you know, this is this 10 days has been a complete reset of the body, a c- complete cleaning out of the inflammation of the body, complete cleaning out of those flare ups and those symptoms. Of course, with that, the integration of that requires a change of the, the mindset, a change of the relationship with food, a change of the whole way of being and the way of self-love and treating oneself in terms of looking after oneself and eliminating stresses and creating more optimum environments for living. Whilst, you know, we've also given continued plant medicines and taught this person how to make these plant medicines at home so she can continue with these treatments as well. And we'll be keeping in touch because it is a a systemic disease and it's kind of very, very difficult to treat by Western standards. Yet, in my experience, when you're able to clean the body out, when you clean the body out, there's the physical side of things. Then there is, with regards to the mental, emotional, and spiritual karmic areas of why that why that manifestation might be occurring. So we create a, a clean slate on the physical and on the mental, emotional, and spiritual trying to unravel what the reason for that manifestation might be and then give the clients the best possible chance to be able to work through whatever lessons might be arising from that, whatever might need to be integrated from the experience of having this this disease, and then give people instructions and guidelines of how to create optimum health environments, which can minimize, if not eliminate, the symptoms. And there's also continued plant medications that one can take and the change of the lifestyle, which can then hopefully... Um, you know everyone is individual and it depends on how much people uh, follow the guidelines and continue with the protocols and programs and continue to to integrate that healthy lifestyle but there is opportunity for that to be eliminated or minimized or manageable without without pharmaceutical medications that's that's been the experience that i've understood and there's also for anyone else who's listening out there You might be interested in a guy called Stephen uh, Booner, B-U-H-N-E-R, who has a Lyme protocol, which he also describes working with plant medicines, which are available to be purchased in the United States. That can be eliminated within 8 to 12 months. So we also recommend that people begin to follow that as part of the integration. But coming down here, working with us is like a deep excavation, a deep catalyst, which completely uh completely transforms the process of whatever healing might be going on and i believe that that as we've experienced here can be alleviated in much quicker time and create a blank canvas for whatever integration program health program that you might be integrating when you return back to home is able to build upon that clean foundation which one might have
0: that's uh that was one of the things i'm wondering i'm like um and you kind of covered that instructions and like some something to follow after the fact uh, when you talk about uh, re-evaluating food intake, reevaluating your mindset. Um, you know, once you get this blank canvas, I imagine for some it might be, I don't know, confusing, but having that step by step guide to at least follow an attempt to uh, maintain um again, it's the first time I'm hearing that uh um, someone can alleviate entirely something like Lyme disease and its symptoms. Um, I think this is kind of huge, man. this is monumental I've, Have you had any other cases like this one?
1: uh yes i have I have seen I have seen people working with with Lyme before. But I've not been um, what I would say. I wouldn't say I was the lead healer. We weren't doing it at our own retreat center. And depending on the individual and the situation, uh, I think what's been really profound about this particular experience is that with this client, we were really able to go into the multidimensional reasons, aspects, uh, why that might be coming up. Um, different lifetime experiences. So really viewing that from a multidimensional perspective. Um, and that really helps with the ayahuasca ceremony for people to have that direct experience of why is my body feeling like this? Why are my cells reacting like this? Why is my part of my body attacking myself? Why with the autoimmune diseases I'm referring to, Right. and um, people can go into these experiences and see that on some level that the manifestation of this is caused by trauma a level of trauma which changes the way that we think about ourselves. And then if that's not treated on the mental, emotional, and spiritual level, what usually occurs with illnesses in most cases is that when it's not dealt with at the mental, emotional, spiritual level, it manifests as a physical illness because as humans, when we don't take the signs for the mental, emotional, and spiritual conditions, when we get a physical condition, that's kind of like, oh, I have to have a look at that you know, I can't walk anymore or, or wow, I can't get out of bed or wow, I'm I'm really nauseous all the time or whatever it might be. And that's, that's, and that's the densest level of the experience of the illness manifested into the physical, but we can take that back so we can clean at the level of the physical. But if you imagine of looking at something like, you know, if you had like, let's just describe the illness as a weed, although I think it's unfair to cause an illness as a weed because they all have different reasons and, 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 and teachings within them but let's just say it was something that was growing and you would cut that off at the top that would be described as like taking out the physical level but the root cause is the root cause is still manifested within trauma or mental emotional and spiritual conditions which means that even if you clean the physical level of the condition then after a period of time it will regrow because the root has not been transformed Thus and therefore, we've designed these 10-day ayahuasca healing and evolution programs and retreats with those plethora of different plant medicines to be designed to work at every level of the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical level so that people have lifelong transformation.
0: You know, when you, when you describe it that way, uh, it made me think of cancer. Uh, you pro- have you ever had a case of uh, someone with cancer looking to approach it this way? And do you think is it uh, even possible um, to um, to uh, eliminate the the potential of uh, uh, like relapse for for the for like the cancer to come back? Someone, let's say, someone can get uh, get it into remission.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, the first thing I just want to put as a caveat as well is sometimes people think that if they don't heal from a condition, that something's wrong. So my experience is that sometimes humans incarnate with a particular condition, and that just might be something that one lives with. And sometimes people die from that condition. Now, that's not to say that some of these conditions are not curable, but sometimes I've experienced clients who are trying many different things to heal from things and are just unable to do that there might be a reason for that particular condition for a certain set of life circumstances, which will lead to a certain set of lessons and teachings within that life lesson. Now I'll use my own experience because this is what I can speak about that confidently is that I had a shoulder injury on my left shoulder. I've actually on my right as well, but I've had three operations on my left shoulder, went to eat, Increasingly better surgeons in different locations. And even after this, after the third one, where they took a bone and they grafted a part of the bone from my body and then recreated the shoulder joint, unfortunately, or fortunately, however one might look at it, it dislocated again. And through my own experience, I recognized that there are deep levels of trauma that have been underneath the physical condition. And also that this particular life path that i now on wouldn't probably be here if I'd not dislocated my shoulder because I wanted to play sports professionally. If I didn't play sports professionally, when I, when I stopped playing sports, when I, when I had a scholarship at college, and then I wanted to go and play professionally, I injured my shoulder, and that took me down a different path. I actually ended up spiraling out of control with, with drug addiction because the sport was my, um, my outlet for whatever was going on underneath so, in my own particular life path, this has this has been something that has uh, taken me into the point of being co-founder of Casa Galactica, meeting my wife, doing this work, and I, I honestly can't say if that would have happened if I didn't have this particular illness. Now, in terms of with regards to people who are are having conditions such as as cancer and HIV, there are different there are different plant treatments, although that is something that usually requires longer than 10 days to to kind of be in that program. So we do hold space open that people can come with us long-term to go through complete transformational processes with nourishing food, with different plant medicines. And every case is individual. So it really depends upon the stage of what illness people are in, uh, what their particular conditions are, their willingness to be able to go what I would describe as all in on that healing process. But we offer free 30-minute consultations to people who have been through this process. So even if perhaps one person has been through uh, what one might say has had cancer in their life or a serious illness and they're actually in the recovery stage, what's also really beneficial is this type of work that we can do once one is in the recovery or in the remission stage then people are able to go and go do deeper work cleaning out the body cleaning out the toxins from the chemotherapy cleaning out the the mental emotional spiritual body so so um when when um if cancer is likely to come back then it's going to be less likely because you're going to be more in alignment your body's going to be healthier ultimately the work that we really do for people with these plant medicines is help the body come into natural alignment and the body itself naturally heals itself so if you're able to clean out all those toxins clean out all those blockages mental emotional and physical you'll find yourself in optimum conditions to heal Uh, and that's what we really i would say pride ourselves on helping people create the optimum environment for healing and evolution
0: I mean, that's the human body. It's, uh, it's supposed to heal itself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the self-replication and um, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, by design, you know, it's, uh, it can see, it can sense that something's off it, uh, and it wants to um, eliminate it and reoptimize. But I feel like um, in today's modern world, there's just probably too many things that hinder that, um, that natural cycle. Like a lot of things you mentioned, probably food is uh, right at the top of the the list of things that are probably um, affecting the human body in such a negative way. I um, I would have never thought cancer could be, um, uh, or cancer treatment could ever uh be looked in this in this fashion. Um, but the way you're describing it makes me kind of hopeful. I'm like this, you know. Ha- you haven't had any anybody with cancer before or you have or any kind of results that you can speak about
1: uh, yeah in terms of where where i've been uh, when i was working in the jungle uh, when i was first starting out there was uh, someone who'd come back multiple times who'd had cancer and okay. came through and had deeper deeper levels of healing and improved the health kind of coming into the coming into the retreats, kind of being very low on energy, not really able to kind of move around so much. They're coming out with a wow. much brighter, different skin color, uh, being able to be uh, more upright, being able to walk around, laugh and joke, and the, really the transformation that occurs in that part of that process. Um, it, I also saw with this person who would then go away, that they, they would go back to their home country, and then they would just go back to the lifestyle that they were living. Uh, Got it. Healthy food um potentially drinking and things like that and then quite quickly the kind of healing progress that one might make might might diminish in that sense um so that's just something to be aware of as well is that you know we're not offering we're not offering just like magic bullets it's it's offering an opportunity a springboard for people to make complete life transformation um I've also seen, uh, well, uh, heard from. I didn't see this directly, but whilst through in the in the jungle, there is a treatment in the jungle where, uh, if someone has breast cancer, they put the skin of a toad on the skin and leave it there for multiple days, and then it pulls out the tumor from the body. It just pulls wow. out of the body through the skin. So I've not seen that directly, but that's been part of you know, from you know from friends who have who've been working and experienced that directly. Uh, so there are many different ways and, and treatments um yeah for many different many different illnesses but the foundation of that is creating a clean platform for the body to be able to heal itself
0: it's amazing what um what the jungle can offer you know in terms of uh just uh, usable medicines there's a uh, there's a lab here in southern california right near the coast and um I think they chose the coast because of uh, just the natural um, abundance of all the, the plants and and uh, potential things they, that they might be able to discover. I think they're called uh, HRL labs or something like that. And I'm not really too sure what they do. They might do cosmetics. They might do something. I don't know. But um, it's just uh, really, really cool to think about, like, what else could we discover uh, out of the jungle. Um, this stuff goes back uh, millennia, man. You know, who knows? Probably back then, different diseases, right? We have new diseases in our time. Uh, but to see the application kind of work in, uh, in a similar way, I feel like what you're teaching is so vastly different from what uh, Western culture uh, is familiar with. And there's some changes. I think people are embracing this and it's probably part of uh, why you're seeing so much success now uh, in the line of work you're doing is that people are more receptive to trying um, methods that they oftentimes would have never considered. Um, Cancer is very serious, but um, to give a, a person that kind of hope is really powerful. I mean, imagine... Whatever type of cancer, imagine being able to um, get to the the root and the underlying uh, problem, not just eliminating the you know uh, the virus or the uh, or the tumor or whatever, but discovering exactly what led to uh, even having uh, the disease and then the associated symptoms. I was curious because we were talking about Lyme disease and uh, the very little that I i know about it. Um, but I've spoken to many people who have it, uh, have done some reading and just basic research here. Um, its I was curious, I'm like, can you get it from anything else? But it's looking like it's a specific bacteria from a, from an insect bite, uh, from, from a tick. I guess there's no other way to get this
1: my my understanding is that it's from the bite of infected black-legged ticks. So it's this particular tick that uh, transmit that disease, and it's the the bacteria. Um, yes.
0: So it's like so, it, that's, but that's the only one. Like, there's no way, no no other way to get this. I guess that's uh, kind of what I was curious about. I just punched it into Google.
1: Yes. Yeah. In terms of, with regards to my understanding of Lyme disease is that it's transmitted by ticks. So as far as I'm aware, it's, it's not uh, transmissible through any other means.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, that's, that's wild to think about. That's very, very specific. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, I, I, I try, I'm trying to like think back of when I first heard about it and some of the reading that I did, it was, uh, and then of course like with it came a bunch of conspiracy theories and random random shit that um uh, that was uh kind of jumbled up together. There's uh so much I mean there's there's no shortage of disease, man, in the world that we live in uh whether it's uh mental, physical, and spiritual. I wonder um how often like are you guys kind of doing like R&D and the jungle is so massive. I mean, is there new stuff you come across that, um, and even then, if you do, like, how do you identify it and then begin to kind of figure out, like, this is useful or not useful?
1: Well, firstly, I'd say in the answer to that there's no shortage of disease, I'd also say that there's no shortage <laughs> of solutions. And those solutions often come in plant format. And for every disease, for every every in- infection for every type of illness there are different plant treatments which can which can treat that which can treat that at the root cause which will mean that you'll usually go through an emotional process a spiritual process as you're healing that so it can be quite tough it's not just taking a, a pill and just waiting you kind of what we encourage through our multi-dimensional center for healing and evolution here in, in peru uh, where where we where we hold our retreats we encourage people to communicate with the plant spirits. We encourage people to be active participants within their own healing process to learn from the plants as the plants reveal perhaps what the source of that illness may be. And when learning, uh, as we teach to do so, to engage with the plants in this way, it can it creates space for profound transformation to occur in relatively rapid periods of time, which can then change the trajectory of one person's life For Forever you know, or for a long period of time, or it just shifts shifts you to a different reality experience. And from there you can keep going. You can go back if you want. You can go back to your old habits and behaviors and ways until you get that lesson. And you know, perhaps you need to go through that lesson a few times. As we all know that experience of I've got to go through that a few times to be able to learn that one. So in terms of in terms of the R D, what I would say, you know, we're based here in the mountains of of PSAC in Peru. And very beautifully we are also very lucky lucky to also have direct contact to plant medicines from the jungle from the rainforest so i already have uh, an extensive knowledge of plant treatments from uh, years of apprenticing and working in the jungle taking these plant medicines myself uh, seeing what those experiences are understanding and being told by other people this is what these plants do and then also do my own multi-dimensional investigation into that in terms of this is how it works with my body this is what the spirit of the plant tells me how it works this is how this one works this is what this is beneficial for and then when we're looking at people for what is arising when illnesses arise because i'm an intuitive channel medium communicate with plants spirits beings this is the part of the work that is the foundation of everything we do Different plant medicines present themselves as, I'm the plant treatment, if you make the plant treatment this way, this amount, in this this amount of water for this many days, do this, and then follow it with this amount of this by this amount of this, and go through that process. With the caveat, everything that I provide and recommend, I recommend that people always tune in and feel like if that's something that you want to do, if that's something that you feel it resonates. So my process is to create a safe space in terms of the dosaging and the plants and what people can come and then communicate with, have their own direct experience. And then for for, for interesting for me, because I already have all these plants that I work with. So I have a whole host of plants that I work with from the jungle, have a whole host of plants that I work with here from the mountains. Then I have a whole host of plants that I work with throughout throughout the world from different Ayurvedic herbs and other things like this. So this pharmacy of plant medicines is really an integral part of the work that we offer. Yeah, I was just talking to my wife um, because we have all these other plants that are that I'm kind of aware of and I'm kind of familiar with some of the names because there's so many plants, you know, there's so yeah. many plants. And so now I was actually saying, well, now we've kind of renovated our center we're going and we've kind of got our on schedule and our off schedule in terms of retreats. I'm like, I'm going to go and basically just take a load of these different plant medicines have my direct experience about it research you know this you can also do the the manual way of research what type of things that people all the people have used these for then go and take a dosage myself or for a period of time see how it works with my body learn from that plant and then be able to offer that in a way that's safe because i've had a direct experience of that and trusting in my communication with the with the plants in that way
0: makes me wonder so i mean not everything is uh that you're having access to is, um, psychedelic in a sense, right? Like not everything that, uh, that, uh, you, you have access to or, or would, um, provide at the retreat.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ayahuasca is what we would call quote unquote psychedelic. Um, and yeah. in that sense that we have an ayahuasca ceremony and um, that like the saunas, that they're, they're, they're not, they're not psychedelic in a sense that you're not going to go on a psychedelic journey. Yet at the same time, you can have profound experiences of healing and awakening through the subtleties of that experience. For instance, um, one client who was with us who was in the sauna or the vapor pot, we kind of put the fire, put pot on the fire, put it in this structure, put the, the sheets over the top, and then you're kind of in there for like 15 minutes or so being cleaned, and then you lie down on this on this bench slash table that we've created, and then you can just lie there, and then we do energy healing work with you. And that's one of the energy healing points that we had. With this point, the this woman felt herself melding into the table, melding into the earth, becoming one with the trees, becoming one with everything. And this was not not taking psychedelics, but this was then an integration of also the experiences, what was coming through our channeled workshops, through the ayahuasca ceremonies, so that these treatments all inter, intertwine with each other. What we're big proponents of here as well at Casa Galactica is helping people to recognize the power of their own infinite consciousness. You don't actually need to take anything to be able to experience these non-dual realms of experience or oneness states, profound states of oneness. So, yes, these plant medicines that we take, there are a different, there are different different what I would say classifications of plants. One being purgatives. So a purgative is something that you take that purges things from your body, um, usually through vomiting. And drinking water and vomiting, sometimes then also uh, diarrhea as well. And that cleans the the toxins. It cleans the lymphatic system. It cleans the liver. It cleans the cells of the body. Boots out all of these toxins and then resets the system so that your body then the liver's not having as much work to do. All the organs are kind of like ah, it's like kind of like you've been redlining and then it's just kind yeah. of like being at like two thousand revs, just kind of just like cruising along on cruise control. Then your body heals itself. And we have different tonics for the nervous system because so much trauma, so much stress, so much anxiety, so much of the Western way of life is held in the nervous system. So we have a big focus on cleaning, regenerating the nervous system. Also with plant medicines that help regrow nerve cells, regrow nerve systems, help regrow uh, brain cells, um, help to regrow all sorts of different experiences from the, uh, the cerebral system from the central nervous system um i've had experiences taking these plant medicines where i didn't have feeling in my left hand i had about 20 percent feeling in my left hand from all the shoulder operations that i've taken i've probably got about 95 percent feeling in my left hand now this is from taking plant medicines this is from taking the nervous tonics this is taking the nervous system tonics that we that we that we um that we've learned and we've used and and have direct experience of um with regards to these are the nerve tonics other stories again not direct experience that i've heard from people taking these plant medicines um and one of the reasons why i got introduced to this plant medicine was that someone had lost hearing in in one ear had nerve damage in one ear and had 20 percent hearing and taking this plant medicine for a period of time uh had 80 percent hearing so nerve cells can regenerate nerve cells can regenerate that's a direct experience that that we've had and and then we have all sorts of different experiences as well then Uh, we have heart opening uh, medicines we have uh, medicines that help to heal anxiety and trauma and stress and then we also do give everyone a personalized candlelit bathtub that you get to go in in a a private room and we put a plethora of different plants in there that help to seal in and bring abundance forth Uh, so this is a whole program that's carefully and meticulously planned out with our higher selves with plants spirits Um, to create the optimum environment for people to heal and evolve to, I would say, fast track that process of healing and evolution. Come and do a really big, deep excavation so that when you go home, that the driveway is already shoveled. You just got to drive the car. So we're kind of removing all those blocks away from you, living your full, truest self, and then providing you, empowering you with teachings, programs, and tools that enable you to recognize that you're your own healer. That you have all the power that you need within.
0: There were several things that were that were said in there um, that I was just so deeply uh, curious about, like um, opening the heart. What, uh like what is it what does that mean what do you mean by that
1: mm, great question so the heart there's there's two energies there's the physical heart and there's the, the heart center so but we're talking about here that the heart as a whole that really is the the physical heart and also the energetic heart because we've experienced varying different levels of trauma what happens to us is that we Might say our heart closes down. That might be described as putting boundaries or protections up that prevent people coming in because we don't feel it's safe. Therefore, we respond to people from a closed down state of being rather than unconditionally loving. And how many of us have experienced conditional love in our lives growing up? If you do this, then I'll love you. Or if you do this, then you'll get this. If you do this, then you'll be provided for. Even with our jobs, if you do this job, then you'll get money, which means that you can buy things and you can survive. There's not this experience so far on planet Earth, which I feel like we're, we're moving to at rapid fire rate, where everyone's going to be provided for without the need to actually do anything. This idea that we need to do anything to be provided for is ridiculous. And we're still finding ourselves within the this experience. And... Um, but really what i'm coming to back to is really with regards to that heart is coming back to our unconditionally loving nature our unconditionally loving nature and the heart is a portal for transformation and for telepathy and for communication with other beings and we experience scars in that level of the heart every time we open ourselves historically, and then we found ourselves rejected or we found ourselves abandoned, the heart just kind of closes down a little bit like a flower at night, like a flower at night or it just closes. So it just closes down, it closes down. So what's very interesting, one of the plants that we have um, that we work with is known as Rao from the jungle. And it's actually, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a form of mimosa, but it's, it's non-psychoactive. Um, and it's that plant that you kind of touch and if you might have seen these because they're they're available in the States, uh, you touch the plant and it just kind of just, it closes down. Every time it gets touched, it closes down.
0: Just contracts in.
1: Yes. So we we give that plant medicine as part of other plant medicines as well, but that plant medicine helps reverse the closing down of the heart. When it feels like it needs to close down, it actually opens the heart back up. So when you take these plant medicines, what we often find is that there are many different Dream states, which you might revisit past traumas, you find people dream a lot on retreats. We had a client with us recently who had not, who was taking many pharmaceuticals and had just not dreamed for several years. And then coming off the pharmaceutical and working with these different plant medicines, going into all these different experiences of childhood, of different experiences of growing up, and then having a new relationship with those experiences and transforming them. So these plants work very deeply within the dream state. So we encourage people to to keep dream journals as well whilst on retreat.
0: Fascinating, man. I think about... uh, I think about much of what you said there relating to the heart. I mean, and then the, the behaviors of how we, uh, interact with each other. Um, and I couldn't really agree more with that, with that assessment. I'm surprised that there's a, there's a plant for that even, um, whether it's like you said, rejection or virtually anything, right. We, we open ourselves up and then we get hurt and, you know, um, we We become kind of uh reclusive in that regard, and it's like again and again all throughout our lives. it could be love, it could be work, it could be social, um, it could be so many things that um, continuously bombard that um, that energy within us uh, that kind of keeps us from um, from discovering more and it's actually quite it is quite difficult like once you can, let's say achieve that openness and that acceptance, um, things kind of become magical, right? Like this, uh, and I, I've seen it and it's so hard, man, because, um, reverting back to your old ways is incredibly easy and, uh, uh on, on, in some ways unconscious, like you just, you gain so much from these lessons and you think about them and you try to, uh, put them into practice and, uh, but over time, it seems, uh, from a personal experience, uh, it just reverts it, it. And I've experienced that with what you're describing, you know, the opening your heart up and unconditionally loving all people, um, uh, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, right? Because that's what's happening when, when you open up in that way, you are vulnerable and, um, and there's a high likelihood you're going to experience those pains keeping your heart open is the is the tricky part um i, I at least i feel like and so over time i've noticed i'll i end up reverting back it's like oh man to we're too we're too vulnerable now and we're and we're feeling the pain of whatever uh from whatever source it's coming from um is that uh would you say that, like you what would somebody need to do to keep that open? You know, what What are those lessons? Is there instructions for s- someone uh, who's going through that that they can take back home and say, because, uh, I mean, I could use it personally, something I can exercise or do or, or take, I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, firstly, before I forget, I just want to mention about, you said that there's a plant for that. and <laughs> Jamie, my wife and I, we had a whole series of, when we were well, a few years ago, when we were when we were on Instagram and things like that, we had a series and we called it, there's a plant for that. So we would be <laughs> like, there's a plant for that. So everything, as we were kind of talking up before, when we're talking about, oh, there's there's so many different problems, there's so many different solutions. And there really is a plant for that. There really <laughs> is a plant for that. In terms of, if you imagine that all these different illnesses are different locks, there are so many different keys and just finding that key. And thankfully we've had great training great direct experience great direct experience from 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 one consciousness from the plants to help us enable people find the plant for whatever that may be um but coming back to your coming back to your to your question opening the heart when opened unconditionally, the heart does not require the external to be any different than what it is so if the heart opens conditionally, so hey Mike, I'm going to open my heart to you and I'm going to tell you how great you are and how awesome you are and how great your podcast is. And how awesome that I uh, is coming back on the podcast and really just excited to be here with you. And that's just me just like opening my heart without you needing to respond in any way. So you could turn around the opening unconditionally would be like, Hey Mike, when you turn back to me and you say, Hey Michael, um, like, this was a mistake having you on the second podcast. This has been a boring conversation. <laughs> I don't know why you came on here again. This is a waste of my time. Like, what a mistake. So if my heart had opened conditionally, the response energetically would be a closing down. Right. The response energetically would then maybe even verbally be like, man, like, what the hell? You know, this is, this is, this is, why did you say that to me? I take it all back. You're not a nice guy you know yeah but the 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 unconditional approach would be well i'm still i'm still here loving you i still think you're great you know i'm sorry you feel that way so this is just kind of like just like a just just kind of like a um i would say like an extreme or just kind of like a illustration of that but when we find ourselves opening with then an insistence that we have to have a certain response When we have an assistance that we have to have, a response that is something that says, I'm only going to open my heart if the universe responds in this way. We start putting demands and ultimatums on our experience of opening our heart, which ultimately we have no idea or control on how other people, the universe, our experience, our friends, our family will respond to us opening our heart. So the invitation is to find the distortions within oneself, which is continuing to open the heart because it wants to have a different experience from other people. In other words, the opening of the heart might be used as a manipulation to try and manipulate someone to do something different. You could just say that if you're expecting someone to react differently to you by opening your heart, it could be from one perspective described as manipulation. Yet, that's quite extreme also, and just wanted to highlight that perspective. But really, if you open your heart without any need for the world to respond differently, you're opening your heart for the opening of the heart's sake because that's all you can really do because your unconditionally loving nature is the truth of who you are and the opening of that is inevitable and you decided to go along and surf that wave of opening irrelevant of what the universe throws back at you because you know that whatever happens, it won't take anything away from the love that's always inside you. So the invitation is to be unconditional in everything that you do be unconditional in every aspect of life and then it will matter less what the universe or what other people respond that's what i would share
0: well i would uh uh, i've got a personal experience from that is that um just like how i've experienced it kind of reverting back um i have also experienced the um, the parts of what you're describing like when it is unconditional and you you don't really require that input um or some kind of uh some kind of uh what's the word I'm looking for uh confirmation you know um it's uh like beautiful things happen in your life like it's it's almost magical I don't I don't know how to, how else to describe it uh but still it's that shit happens to me it's you know it feels like five you know uh you know two steps forward and sometimes five steps backwards oh after a period of time and it's like re- relearning it again and relearning it again and i feel that um the approach i've taken in my uh, in my career and the things that i'm doing um has been from exactly a place that you're describing just kind of opening yourself and allowing it to be what it is um has kind of propelled me forward but um Maybe it's fear, you know, maybe, maybe it's a, a number of different things that always just kind of come back and, um, haunt me and then, and then push my progress back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: I mean, the other, the other, the other perspective to look at what comes up is the idea that we have is that when we feel a pain or a contraction in our heart, or we feel ourselves that tension, I would say that there's an immediate thought that occurs that says my heart's closing yet. Could it be possible that the reason that you're feeling that tension is because the heart is opening? The reason that you're feeling that tension is because you're feeling the limitations of where you once were and experiencing it as tension. So there's often this idea that we can disc- think to ourselves of, ah, oh, I could feeling my heart, the tension here it must be closing. But how about it's actually opening and then you're just feeling the limitations? And then stop labeling the experience as something as good or bad or open or closed, and just trust that process.
0: Right. We've, I think we talked about this before, right? The acceptance and disconnect from desired outcomes of any type and just let things happen. Um, Yeah. It's powerful stuff, man. I'm, I'm so curious. Um, Since I, since I have this great opportunity, um, to To be able to speak with you again, I uh, without disclosing too much, but I mean, what you know, what do I have access to here? If I just wanted to do, like, let's say, uh, non ceremonial brews, and just kind of approach it as like the 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 physical, um, trying to purge toxins and things like, what do I have access to here? What can I use? I mean, I wanna, I wanna actually try this for myself
1: mm-hmm. so i mean the the first thing that everyone has access to straight up is just eating healthy so okay if anyone wants to make it if anyone wants to make a change and a shift if you're just able to eat a balanced diet um that works for you uh, it doesn't have to be vegan uh, it doesn't doesn't have to be a certain way but it's something that is optimum for your health that you could work out yourself or work with a nutritionist or a naturopath or some or whatever it might be or, or just listen to your own body, getting yourself plenty of vegetables, reducing salt and oil, um, and just just really eating healthy, you'll be amazed that the detoxification process which will occur in one's body over that period of time is monumental because the body is always always cleaning itself. So you're providing the optimum environment for it to clean itself.
0: Right. Like, uh, the red, like the redlining, uh, that you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose in a lot of ways, uh, most of us are, uh, constantly like redlining. Um, mm-hmm. I have a, uh, I have a similar experience with something else going on with my work as of recently. And it's like the, the fucking problems have been redlining for a while without, without any kind of symptoms for you to, uh, to, to like see and identify and say, Oh my fuck, there's, problems here that need to be addressed uh and then as of may i've been dealing with this shit since may um it's been cascading now and uh it's kind of problematic it's driving me fucking crazy i don't know but well
1: (laughs) that's in that in that note then the next plant that's coming up for you and for anyone else who's finding themselves feeling perhaps a little stressed or overwhelmed is going to invite you to create your own little mini vapor bath slash sauna so we've told about we have the full body ones that we work here there's like a big fire big pot and everything like this so everyone at home should have access to a a stove top where you put one of put your put a pot on the stove and then i'm going to invite you to find somewhere some eucalyptus leaves so eucalyptus leaves i'm just looking on amazon here you can buy a bunch of dried eucalyptus leaves baby eucalyptus leaves really that you want um so getting some eucalyptus leaves boiling them in the pot leaving it in the pot boil for 10 to 15 minutes so that the essence of that plant comes out and then just you can do two things you can be one you can go into if you wanted to go into the shower you can do that it's kind of just like get as much skin open to the shower as possible, uh, to the to the sauna as possible, and then have a towel over you so that you're kind of having that experience. Or you can just do that on a stovetop with this towel over your head and just breathe that in for 10 or 15 minutes. It's going to completely transform your nervous system. It's going to clean what we describe as kind of stagnant negative energies, uh, mental thoughts, stresses, occupations. And your nervous system is just going to completely transform transform into something that's that's um much more relaxed and it's gonna actually help heal that stress at, and detox the body at the at the at the root cause now the third one which also wants to show itself up for you Mike are you have you have you have you taken ashwagandha before?
0: Yeah I um I have a pretty good supply of it I'd say um more than I'd like <laughs> what you, I, well i mean you know how's like how's 500 bottles of ashwagandha sound <laughs> i've got a, i've got quite a bit in my inventory yes. uh i do take it um uh, my research around it was uh i was like very interested in uh using it but also offering it and um uh, and that was from the little bit of research just discovering it and say, but remarkably enough, presently it's really popular. Didn't wasn't expecting um, this, uh, this plant or this root to, to kind of pop up one day in Western world. And now you can find it at whole foods Mm -hmm. or or Amazon fresh or whatever.
1: Yeah. So ashwagandha is showing itself up for you. That'll be continue to use that assisting with the nervous system. Okay. Yeah. So that would be that would be something that you could do. And anyone who's also interested in listening to this, Mike has any in his inventory that he wants to. (laughs) It's
0: all on sale, man. Connect with you.
1: (laughs) I would recommend highly anyone listening out there to contact Mike and ask him about his ashwagandha and how it's going to benefit you because it's absolutely tremendous in alleviating stress. Uh, It's an adaptogen which is going to help equilibrize your nervous system, give you energy, increase testosterone, uh, work with stress, anxiety, bring your body into its natural equilibrium, help you sleep. It's such a beautiful medicine. Um, It's it's hard to believe it It
0: can help with all of those things. I mean, but those are much of the things I had read about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like, what is this root? And we're just barely finding out about it now. Mm -hmm. Um, Even more so. What's insane is that, uh, look at its availability. That's, um, th- that's what's interesting. I liked it because it was non psychoactive and non habit forming as a, um, as a supplement. But, um, but this is where it gets tricky for people. They, they want to feel something. And generally when we're, uh, when we're adding things like GABA, let's say as an ingredient, uh, into a, a blend of some kind of, Uh, dietary supplement um, those can become habit forming at some point because you're like seeking a certain um, like feeling to to uh, come from it Uh, but from all the months I had been taking ashwagandha I'd say that like dealing with my stress was a lot easier like it was there but it was just kind of like it was just easier to kind of overcome and and not let it like debilitate you where you feel like oh man life fucking bills kids are screaming in the background or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um i'm surprised eucalyptus has that many properties just in the way that you're describing it
1: yes so it's incredible baby, incredible baby eucalyptus yeah so if you basically you want the eucalyptus leaves that have more of a smell with them and um, so generally this baby eucalyptus leaves I just had a quick look on Amazon here, like that, and there's a whole bunch. So if you you can buy, so I'm looking at here like a bunch of eucalyptus leaves, like fifteen dollars, or whatever it may be, wherever you are. So you can uh, make make sure. I'm just looking here. Make sure you don't get the artificial ones because that won't work. Uh, okay. Actual leaves <laughs> are required, but you'll be able to find them if you don't have them locally. You'll be able to find them around there. Uh, for people who don't have access to the leaves, uh, you can do it with a few drops of essential oil. But that can that can be a little bit strong sometimes, so just be cautious with how many uh, drops you put in. Um, but yes, because those are incredible. concentrated, is that why? Uh, yes. So it's just it's more concentrated. So essential oil basically is like lots of eucalyptus trees. Um, so yes, you can you can put that in a in a sauna, but probably just put like two or three two or three drops in a pot as well so if you can't find the leaves uh, use the essential oil but there's something beautiful about using the actual leaves okay. and always recommend people to connect to pray with the plant to just connect ask that for the healing and just watch that period experience transform you know and if you did that for 5 to 7 days i can pretty much guarantee that you'd be feeling a little bit different if you did that 5 to 7 days your whole body is going to detoxify, de-stress. So just breathing it deep into the lungs, cleaning the lungs, cleaning the mind, cleaning the body, cleaning the spirit. Um, and, yeah, we obviously do that on a large scale here with these industrial-sized pots and have a full-body sauna that we have uh, custom-made so that people go through these transformations and also add some different plants as well.
0: I mean, my, my goodness, Mike, you guys, are, you guys are healing people. Of course, it's on a whole nother level, you know? I'm I'm more so just like I want to want to do things that I can, um, incorporate at home. And I mean, I can only eat so many mushrooms to deal with the trauma. Um, speaking of which, you guys, will you guys ever consider offering psilocybin as a uh, as a treatment option at your uh, retreat?
1: It's not for us. Psilocybin is non-resonant for the type of work that we personally do. We work with with ayahuasca, and the way that we work with ayahuasca. Is complementary to all of these different other plant treatments that that we provide. So there are many benefits to psilocybin that people experience in different ways. It's just not the path for us. We are we okay. are in the dark room with the ayahuasca <laughs> and the 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 whole retreat and the plethora of experiences in that way. So so
0: they don't they don't really mesh. Is kind of like what you're saying. Like it, it doesn't go with the the treatment plan that you have developed.
1: Yes I mean ayahuasca is very strong ayahuasca is a very strong plant medicine and it's just not necessary to bring in other psychoactive medicines into that so as we've mentioned of all of these other plant medicines that we that we provide ayahuasca is the only one that's really psychoactive we do work with blue lotus as we do a blue lotus ceremony it's before the ayahuasca ceremonies which which is very mildly very mildly psychoactive i i, I would personally say it's 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 a a, it's a tranquil tea that people can connect with the plant so it's very 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 mild in that sense but all of the other plant medicines all the other tonics all the other things that we provide they're non-psychoactive they are the foundation for the healing and evolution so we don't overload people with psychedelic experiences because that's not necessary that's why we do four ayahuasca ceremonies throughout the retreat as part of the um, complex and integral program that we provide
0: in like the uh, of the entire 10 day process there's just four days probably broken up within yes within that that time period There was something you mentioned about one of the clients you had um coming out of the sauna laying down and then kind of feeling like she's melding with the earth um it reminds me of uh um like deep ice bath like uh, uh I want to say um, experiences people have spoken about. There's uh, there's a couple of people on YouTube who are uh, who I think may have gotten viral because of uh, the process, but I've experienced that and there's like a it's really incredible. There's like a certain tingling that happens within the, the body when you're uh, exposed to that temperature for whatever period of time. Uh, my wife has experienced those sensations with uh with uh meditation prayer sometimes um uh, various other things it's uh really interesting that um she was she was experiencing that through the the plant medicines in the sauna and then um the the follow up laying down and everything else uh makes me really think about um how little we understand about our about our bodies, and like how much uh, there's actually access to um, outside of just pharmaceuticals or a lot of the basic stuff that we've talked about, and then of course all the comprehensive stuff that you're doing—mind-blowing. Uh, it really is.
1: Yeah. Well, th- thank you, Mike. And I, a few other an- analogies want to come through um, with regards to. You know, say if you had a say if you had a tire on your on your car, on your vehicle, and then one tire the tire was the tire was wearing, and like it was wearing unevenly, so you'd just be like, "Oh man, I've just driven a few thousand kilometers, and one side of the the tire is already was already worn. I'm gonna need to change the tire." And you change the tire, and then basically you drive another three thousand kilometers, and then it's like, same again. So I think that that can be that can be described when when we take pharmaceuticals that only that only treat the symptoms yeah you know um we've had another client who's you know had in uh, headaches that would take different different pharmaceuticals to to treat headaches and you know going through what's underneath the headaches rather than just looking at treating the symptoms with a painkiller what's the actual root cause of that so going back to going back to the uh, situation with regards to the the vehicle with the worn tire that unevenly you know you might have to take that into the shop and there might be a whole thing with a chassis or the steering or whatever it may be and it's actually like oh underneath underneath the hood there's all these different issues which are actually causing the symptom of the uneven wearing on the tire so you can just keep changing that tire out all day long but you're not gonna you're not gonna change you're not gonna you're not gonna change the way that that tire wears now, what also is the kind of potential pitfall with that is if there is an underlying problem in that vehicle and you're not addressing that, you're just continuously treating the symptoms, perhaps there's going to be some other wear that's going on in the chassis or the, or, or the steering arm or whatever it may be that's going to cause something that actually further down the line, you might actually have a crash because it's actually the vehicle is actually deteriorating. The symptom is actually just a, a mechanism for you to see that there's something underlying here. So, whenever we are just treating symptoms, there is always the chance, and I always say to this with people: when everyone comes to a symptom, is you know we're not treating symptoms; we're looking to heal the underlying cause. Because if you only treat the symptoms, you run the risk of the underlying illness continuing to spread, continuing to propagate, or whatever way it may be. Not in all cases, but there is there's always that chance that if we're just treating the symptoms, then the underlying co- cause will continue to advance and it's much more difficult to treat that vehicle if the steering arm is snapped or something on the chassis is broken rather than actually just seeing oh wow there's just something a little bit out of a line here we can just we can just adjust this right now now the tire we will fix the tire as well we'll fix the physical we'll fix the tire of what's damage has been done from that and then when you go and drive around, you, of course, you're going to continue to have to do maintenance in your vehicle. You're going to have to eat good food. You have to do uh, exercise, uh, be healthy, be mindful in whatever way it is. But when you have that blank canvas, when that vehicle is then, the underlying issues are realigned, you can do your self-maintenance and it'd be a long time before you need to come back into the shop.
0: That's a, a wise way of looking at it is wanting to... Wanting to address it on a deep level and then wanting to actually maintain it for the long haul. Um, I feel like we just, we're just so lazy. We, we want the fast and simple and, you know, um, just get rid of the symptoms kind of, uh, application. Um, it's crazy to think when I think of headaches, I say, well, that's, you know, something to do with maybe blood flow, right? Generally, uh, lack of, uh blood to the brain can cause the headaches but it's not the only cause but that's like a generalization uh but to need pharmaceuticals for a headache it must be it's it must be so bad it mm-hmm. might, it's just so unbearable that um that you'd have to turn to something uh uh very potent like a like a drug uh outside of acetaminophen let's say um I haven't heard too many of those but um have you have you had uh, you, you said you're familiar with this case um were they did they go through the treatment and like headaches were gone
1: uh yes they went through the, the situation without taking any pharmaceuticals and the underlying causes and issues which i, I won't we don't really feel like going into but okay going through the underlying cause and conditions uh were then able to were able then to transform that process so just saying that in that process, just to be mindful and respectful of people's personal process, while still being able to provide the teaching from that, that whilst going through the underlying cause, um, it's then able to transform that process so that these pharmaceutical medications are not needed. Now, I'll also say to anyone experiencing headaches, that one of the, one of the majority causes of headaches that can arise is dehydration, just not yeah. drinking enough water. So simply just by increasing the level of water, you may immediately find for anyone out there who's experiencing headaches, you may immediately find that just by increasing your level of hydration, your headaches may be more mild, less severe, may not even occur at the same point. So again, what's happening? What's that headache saying? The headache saying, Body, I need more water. It's like the, it's like the it's same similar thing to like if we're going back to the vehicle analogy, it's like the lights on on the fuel level it's like all the oil lights on it's like yeah we don't have enough we don't have enough oil in the in the engine we need this you know the body needs this level of water to metabolize to detoxify to all these different things so these symptoms are many ways are different blessings that the body's saying hey the, the the wheel on the right side is 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 unevenly wearing we need to take a look at this so with western medic medication with you know that we look at the opioid crisis which is you know ripped through the the states and had so much devastation uh with regards to the over prescribing of, of painkillers and excessive painkillers in this way we live in this society where we have lived um and still do to some extent in a society where we need to minimize the minimize the pain now of course that we're not here saying that you someone should suffer and if painkillers are, are beneficial to assist in that process but unless we're looking at what that underlying causes we're basically just ignoring the oil light turning on in our car and then when it when when the engine breaks down like further down the line you know, we—it's difficult to be surprised that that we're not listening to the symptoms. So these symptoms are warning signs. They are blessing. They are direct messaging from our body that something is out of alignment. And with this plethora of information that we have, alternative healing modalities, and again, western western healing modalities as well, operations where required, whatever it might be. There's no, I'm not demonizing western western um, uh, pharmacology in any way. There's there's time and a place for it. What I'm discussing here is, is that when we use this pharmacology to simply numb the symptoms without going to the root cause, then in my experience, it's a recipe for disaster. It's just a ticking time bomb waiting for that to go. And of course, maybe we don't get anything worse, but anyone who's having a symptom that's reoccurring, Recommend that you begin to look at what that symptom might be at the root cause, so that you can prevent something more serious from occurring, which could just be simple, like a simple "Oh, we just need to adjust this here, you know, just need to drink a little bit more water or this what it might be. The invitation is to allow these symptoms to help you heal
0: My wife always says that she listens to her body mm-hmm. and this is a what you've given is a prime example of what that means. It's uh it's wise, man. That's gonna have to do it today, Mike. I'm sorry. I've gotta take the uh, the toddler to the playground now because that was already promised. It's got a play date. Um I've learned so much and I'm actually um I'm gonna try the eucalyptus, uh the the baby leaves and uh, and see how that goes for me. I'll continue taking my ashwagandha too. Um I mean I got so much of it, I may as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just just on a, a little note on that with regards to with the water that you're using yeah being aware that if you're using you know whatever water supply that you're using to create those steam baths if there's chemicals in the water you know i don't know in terms of like the cleanliness of the like, water that you
0: like hard water or or
1: yeah if you know if it's if there for instance if there's chlorine in the water or other things like that be aware that you know you you might need to boil that water for a longer period of time just to allow any of the chemicals to evaporate, or if possible use a, use a, a water source that's free from chemicals to be able to, to be able to, to do that so that you don't, you don't then create more toxins in the body. But, um, that's just, that's, a
0: little. yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's a really great point. I've always wondered, I mean, I've always wondered like, uh, disease in general, like, uh, top two things that have always come to mind. And I've, uh, considered or questioned because we're exposed to these two the most is the water we drink and wash ourselves in and the food that we, uh, consume. Even if it is, even if it is fruits and vegetables, it's, uh, the agriculture is designed for mass production and, uh, and designed to reduce waste, you know? via chemicals and, and, um, and pesticides and whatnot. And so I've always looked at those and said, these are the, the commonalities, uh, in what we all consume on a regular basis. If there's, if there's anything to look at closely, these two, I want to say have to be it. Um, and so it's really interesting. You bring that up about what kind of water I might use to boil here. Here's my game plan. I'm going to find just the right stuff on Amazon. Baby you know, not synthetic, the real eucalyptus baby leaves. Uh they have to be dried. I'm sure they're pre-dried.
1: Uh, dried will just mean that they're gonna be they're gonna be um they're gonna be they're gonna be storable. So yeah, they'd probably find them dried. If you okay. had a sauce that was fresh leaves, great. If not, is that better? If you had fresh leaves, yes. I would always have fresh is fresh is always better, but you know, I have so many herbs that I take that are dried, so
0: Okay. Uh, I mean um, if it's dried, maybe you just need more of it, um, rather than, um, less if it's fresh, but my game plan is that I've got this portable stove. I'll probably set it up in, in my, uh, in my shower, you know, get the towel, boil the water. Um, uh, do I boil the water first, then add the leaves? How much time until you you think it's, um, it's ready to, uh, uh where the, the, the vapors are being released from
1: yeah so about 15 to 20 minutes that's also gonna gonna minimize any toxicity from the water more than likely if if it's a minimal amount of toxicity that might be in the water so 15 or 20 minutes boiling um, put the leaves in straight away okay lid on boil it in with a lid on and then yeah go from there you can also leave that pot you can also just leave that pot if you wanted to leave it by the shower and you wanted to go revisit it later on you know, and then every every few days you can add some new plants to that, or even create a whole new mixture. However you feel, but I'd obviously just add more plants if you've got the room in that pot to do so. You just keep adding more plants.
0: I see. Don't don't empty it. I mean, is there a is there a benefit to keeping the uh, the the uh, used materials that are in there?
1: No, I just once the once the once the pot's done after after several days, you can just you can chuck everything out and you can make a new one. However you prefer yeah
0: i'm excited to try it man uh just so much cool stuff you're doing down there that i'm like um i feel uh can be uh can be so beneficial if i can uh just do at home in some ways uh i'm really fascinated by the purging you, you know you you had mentioned uh uh some of the uh, purgatives that are used so that's vomiting Uh, It induces the vomiting or induces the diarrhea. And so I thought, okay, what about sweat and the glands? I mean, there's got to be something that's coming out of there. I mean, that's what that system is made for to release. It it does release toxins. Um, Is this this like one of those methods, the sauna?
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So the plants being absorbed through the skin, detoxifying of heavy metals, uh, trauma, purifying the blood, uh, purifying the lymphatic system uh yeah with the, with the power of plants with all those plants plant allies.
0: you heard it here first folks there's a plant for that uh michael you're you are truly awesome man and i sincerely appreciate all your time and um Ca- uh casa galactica everybody um go check them out the uh the experiences that uh like every time i have you on i i learned something new and i'm just eternally grateful to take away something that i feel like um i can adapt and try and uh and learn from uh this will get posted today uh as soon as i get into work i'll probably just work on editing this because uh it's a great episode i think people should hear it asap
1: well, thank you very much. And just, you know, anyone who's out there, please feel free, if you're having any experience with the medicines that I've just shared about, the saunas, please feel free to to contact us at casagalactica.com, share about your experience, how that's been, uh, ask any more questions, uh, connect with us, uh, I invite you to subscribe to our newsletter as well, because we, we share a whole host of really transformative stuff, just free into your inbox monthly. Uh, plus we've got a new free sharing and integration circle that is uh, upcoming that we're going to have a free sharing and integration circle for everyone um, who is interested in our work and experiences our work and creating that online community plus we've got a podcast that's going to be starting soon so we're just at the point of planning this out so we'll be starting to record our own podcast soon so if you like what we share what we do you know check out our retreats book a free consultation sign up to the newsletter. And yeah, if you've got any questions, please just ask. And Mike, it is always an absolute pleasure uh, to be with you. And I'm so grateful. And um, yeah, I do not want to be the reason that your toddler does not make it on time. So (laughs) I know we could talk for hours. So I appreciate appreciate it.
0: Oh, me too, man. You let me know. As soon as the podcast is ready, you're starting to publish, you let me know. I, I will support in any way that I can. Uh, whether it's through back uh links, you know external links uh link to um, just kind of pointing people in that direction uh so that way your message can get heard um, as fast as lightning man
1: thank you very much brother I really appreciate it man. Awesome.